It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. All right, we're good. And away we go. And away we go. Welcome to Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee Clock Show. Thanks for uh, joining us every week. You can catch up on all the episodes, social media links, videos, no matter what you need, we got you covered. Just head over to jlnkshow.com. Coming up on the podcast today, we're going to talk about, oh no, the things that healthy dudes never do. Oh, fuck. We're going we're gonna to fail miserably on this one. We'll talk about how to get into that first date. Not how to get into that first date pants, but how to get into that first date. We'll also uh, find out what you do before the date, during the date, and then after the date. We'll talk about how non-Americans decide whether someone's American or not. (laughs) Hey, I'm going to guess it's probably pretty easy. Uh, And insulting, yes. We'll find out what question is asked of male, male strippers more than any other. Uh, we'll talk about the awkward, uh, an awkward encounter between a woman and a dude, and it, I can't even begin to tease this story and do it any sort of justice, so just trust me, this is a fucking terrifying story. And, uh, you know what, instead of the worst person on the planet, as we usually wrap up every podcast, I think we're going to start alternating every week. One week we'll have the worst person on the planet, and, uh, other weeks we'll have, let's find out what someone put in his f- fucking fanny. We got a dude with something in his butt. We'll find out what it is at the end of the podcast. I can't imagine the panic that washes over you and realize whatever you put up there is not coming out without assistance. When these two words float across your brain, it's stuck. We'll get to that in a second, though. Um, there's a, a strip club in Providence, Rhode Island. It's called the Cadillac Lounge, which could probably be one of the best strip club names ever. You don't know what it is, but somebody says, hey, you want to go to the Cadillac Lounge? I bet your first thought is what? I'm going to see some titties. Oh, yeah. That, like, Rhode Island is such a small state and small towns. I have to imagine, like, there's, what, one strip club in the entire state? The Cadillac Lounge was the target of a robbery. While at home, the owner of the cl- okay, the owner of the club, his name is Dick Shappy. <laughs> Dick received hey, a phone call ma- from his manager. He was born and destined, predestined to own a titty bar. He uh, got a call from his manager reporting that he had been robbed at gunpoint just after 3 o'clock in the afternoon. The burglar seemed familiar with the club, forced the manager to open a safe and hand over a bag filled with cash, along with the money the manager was counting at the time. Oh. The bandit made off with $22,000. This sounds like an inside job. In singles. $22,000 in singles. Do you need some help carrying that out? Because that's a fucking ton of dollar bills. That's like a gar- That's like a hefty bag filled. Hey, they still haven't caught the dude. Hey, they He's still fam- out there trying to spend his dollars. They seem familiar with the club. They had big titties. It was weird. Alphamail.com. Here we go. Healthy things that men never do. Sit around for four hours every morning talking on the radio, eating garbage food, <laughs> complaining about how shitty they feel. Yeah, that's what healthy men don't do. Hey, I had breakfast this morning of two yogurts followed by an entire hard pack of candy cigarettes. <laughs> that, that's something that a world-class athlete's not doing. Hey, I'm, I'm working my way through a box of Reese's Pieces right now. <laughs> hey, the only thing that's keeping me off that side of the table grabbing some is I got a dentist appointment here in like half an hour. Hey, Reese's Pieces, not nearly as good as you remember them. They're not very good. I Reese's Pieces are better than regular M&M's. Uh, I would disagree. Really? Yeah. Uh, 
The other M&Ms are way better, but I gotta give the edge to the pieces. Okay, here's what healthy men never do. According to alphamale.com, toxic people. Healthy men never hang out with toxic people. Why? Because you don't need them, you don't want them. They thrive on drama and chaos, right? I don't even know if I know any toxic people. Uh, You do. I assume you do. Everybody does. Do you? The nice thing about toxic people is you keep them away from you. So you really don't think about them that much. But when they're around, you don't like them. And you know that they're bad people. Yeah, I really don't hang out with bad people. No, you don't hang out with them because you push them away. That's what you're supposed to do. Oh. Healthy things men never do. Oh, no. Holding it all inside. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with it? Take it out and put it out back where I dump my used oil? Healthy dudes, don't keep it inside. You're allowed to have emotions. Get some friends. Feel comfortable talking about whatever your deal is. My deal is I can't seem to release these emotions I keep beating down inside of me. Look, look into professional help. It's something that a healthy man does. Everybody can benefit from it at some point, the experts say. Healthy men never fear, fear failure. The most important lessons in life come from not your victories, but your failures, obviously. Healthy men don't have egos. <laughs> I'm going to have an ego if I'm busy fucking failing all the time. Right. Usually I've noticed those with the biggest egos, have uh, they're trying to cover up all their failures. That's why they have the ego. So usually the bigger head somebody has on their shoulders, I just pretty much assume that they've got the biggest fuck-ups. They're just not willing to talk about them. Hey, everybody I've ever met in radio that has a big ego is a complete fucking waste of of space. Yeah, without a doubt. Healthy men believe in physical work. Nothing builds self-confidence like uh, like an accomplishment, like getting to the gym or maybe, I don't know, building a barn. That escalated quickly. Oh no, healthy th- healthy things that uh, healthy men never do these things. They know the difference between porn and reality. Well, Fantasy. Hey, well, of course, the things we see on that screen, we could never get away with in real life. Yeah, the other Warren does quietly, hoping he doesn't hear the garage door go up. Yeah, there's a big difference between the two. They say fantasy is awesome. It's not real. Don't get the two confused. You'll start holding yourself, and more importantly, others, to an unrealistic and unhealthy standard. <laughs> hey, I, I can't finish here. You're not crying. Come on. What do you mean? In the movies, they take it to the face every single time. Well, you're not into that. Hey, when you tell your wife to spit in your face and call you a pussy just so you can get off, it's a completely different thing than when you watch it on the, on the old screen. I can't believe you got her to come around to it, though. <laughs> hey, she hey, warmed up she, to it quick. Once she started, she wouldn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> now she does it at dinner. She's like, pussy? <laughs> How's your burger, sir? <laughs> Hey, we're in public. Did you see any of that? Did you see that? She called me a fucking pussy. That's why we don't she go to that. spit on me. That's why we can't go to the Applebee's by my house anymore. Healthy men don't do social media. Speaking of not real, no one truly uh, is who they claim to be on social media. Real men don't have phone addiction. Oh, it does s- seem like a pretty beta thing to be on your phone all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and you're not, you know, face-to-face or, you know, knuckle-to-knuckle with uh, people in front of you. Real men. However, if you're in line somewhere, then you're free to get on your phone all the time. Oh, God, yeah. I don't want to talk to you. Please don't talk to me. Healthy men never do fear. 
Being scared means you care about the consequences. I'm fearful every day of my life. Uh, Think about how good you'll feel when you squish that fear. Healthy men never do losers. We've all had downtimes, but that doesn't make us losers. I don't know. That's what downtime means. I thought thought you meant like you don't have sex. You don't do losers. Like I don't have sex with losers. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, some of us men can't afford to turn our nose up at anybody. You know who the losers are. You don't need to be dragged down with losers. Stay away from them. I mean, we've all had friends over the over the course of our lives that have, have been like, you know, we should probably move on. It stinks, too, when you have to admit, you know what? That dude's a loser. Yeah. And I got a couple of buddies I've had for my entire life that I'll admit, hey, man, they're losers. But again, they're still friends of mine. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm still in contact with them. I still enjoy their company, but I will admit they're losers. You do that weird thing where you kind of limit how much you hang out. You're like, well, I'm back in town. We might grab a beer or something like that, but that's about it. It's not like, why don't you come over for the weekend? Healthy men never do peer pressure. You know what's right. You know what's wrong. You make your own decisions. Stand by them. Don't let anybody compromise who you are or who you want to be. Don't give in to the peer pressure. So I think what we're trying to say here, and here's your freaking podcast, is we are all very unhealthy men. (laughs) Pussy. (laughs) Hey. So, turns out I can't I can't get off unless that happens. I can't go to bed. I don't even like waking up. I just round the clock. You come over and catch me unexpectedly. I'm covered in spittle. I'm like, hello. Yeah. Non-Americans. This is from uh, oh, this is from Reddit. Somebody said, hey, hey, non-Americans, which they love to be referred to as non-Americans. It's very inclusive. All oh, y'all, non-Americans. What's a giveaway that you're meeting an American? Um, let me see. Based on what I've read on the internet, we're fat, we're loud. They have an old Navy uh, flag Fourth t-shirt. of July sure. t-shirt. Here's some of the examples that people gave. You're French? I'm French, too. My great-great-great-great-grandmother was in Paris once when she was a toddler. That almost makes me French. Oh, trying to somehow lump yourself into the club. Yeah, it's funny, because over here in America, you're like, oh, yeah, he's Italian, he's Irish, whatever. But really, to everybody else, you're we're, American. All, we're all American. I like this one, because I, I guess I'm guilty of this. Non-Americans give away uh, how they know they're meeting an American. When you assume that everyone on the internet is American, too. Oh, hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess there are foreigners on the internet. Dude, I saw a video this morning. It was like, here's a, a TikTok of the world's largest known elephant. And I was like, wow, they're like, it's 8,000 kilograms. And I had to look up like how many pounds. I'm like, what it turns out it's 17,000 pounds. That's how I know that user was an American. That's a big ass elephant. It's a big ass elephant indeed. Hey, Pecker on that thing was like this big. Oh, I'm sure. Making a anytime anybody makes a huge fuss over your accent, like you're some sort of museum attraction. <laughs> Hello, you talk funny. Americans are some of the friendliest and polite people, but they unmistake they are unmistakably loud and oversherry when it comes to personal details. Hi, my name's Gary. I've got plaque psoriasis. How are you? Americans don't understand why no one else speaks. Uh, wait, they can't understand why no one else speaks English and why all Karens don't get free food when they complain about customer service. It'd be fun if you went somewhere, you know, if you went somewhere, you know, over there. You decide to throw your little Karen fit to get something for free, and they're like, meh, tough shit. Hey. This burger isn't the way that I ordered it. Not tough shit. Better luck next time. I've seen enough locked up abroad to say, even if it was wrong, I'd gladly eat it. I'm like, I am in a foreign land. I don't know their rules or their customs. I'm going to be quiet. I'd be the opposite of the way I am here. 
I lived in Germany for 14 years and never, uh, never saw strangers talk. I went to America and everyone is so nice and talkative. It was a strange experience. You mean if we went over there, we wouldn't have to talk to strangers? That sounds heavenly. That's what heaven is like. Oh, how I know I'm meeting an American when they drive from one place to the next, even when it's a 100-yard walk. Hey, fuck you, pal. Sometimes I get a little loopy, and I need some help. How American... What's the nearest thing to your house that you could walk to that's, like, reasonable? Like, I can walk to the grocery store, but I can only walk back with what I can hold, so I typically don't walk to the grocery store. Right. I can walk to the bar, and that I do do. I know how I'm meeting an American because of the way that they hold their silverware, cutting with the right hand, swapping the fork into the right hand, and repeating. I guess I do do that. Yeah, how do you cut with your left hand? Uh, One, I don't think I could cut with my left hand. Two, I would feel awkward if I was eating with my left hand. Like if I was cutting with my right, I mean, pick up a pen and do it. And then I do that. That's exactly what I do. No, I couldn't do that. Hey, how do they do it over there? Or when you're a kid, your mom teaches you how to hold silverware because everyone holds it like a barbarian when you're a kid. You're like, ah! You hold it like a shovel? Just a scoop? Maybe that's how they hold it. I know I'm meeting an American when they ask for refills, ice, or iced tea. Hey, we ask for refills. How embarrassing. (laughs) Give me more! You guys got free refills? Yeah, when my wife and daughter were in France earlier this year, they said no one has ice. So they just, are the beverages at least cold? I don't know. I didn't. I was, I was too flabbergasted to find There's out there wasn't any ice. I've heard the no ice thing before, but I don't know if they serve them to you warm or everything's uh, chilled. I know I'm eating an American when they ask, how are you or how's it going without expecting an actual answer? <laughs> and as a matter of fact, it baffles them when you respond. Oh, I get freaked out. I'm like, hey, what's up? And then someone tells me what's up. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Too much, man. Too much. All right, what's the number one, number one question that male strippers get from women? There's a male stripper in the room right now. What would you ask him? I'm like, how many women do you dance for? Do you actually have sex? Is it every time you go dance? That would be my first question. How often do you get laid doing this job? You got to get laid a ton, right? Yeah. I'd have, I mean, if, I'd have to say the opportunity probably presents itself more to you than it does the average oh, guy. Without a doubt. And, and there's also that element of, well, you're in a room full of, you know, horned up women that your standards will probably lower very quickly, right? And I'd be like, man, there's some people here that want to do it right now. And now I, I would like to do it. Well, the odds are pretty good if you're in a room dancing for 10 women. One of those women is probably going to be a little extra thirsty. That's not what they ask the most. The one sex question women ask the most of male strippers. How do you not get turned on on stage? I don't, I've never been to a male strip club before, and I don't really know how it works. I guess I never thought about... Well, I mean, I probably... Are they just up there dancing with bones flying around, or what happens? Well, have you ever tried to dance around with an erection? It's almost impossible, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, actually, I guess I have. I mean, one, you're dancing, so you're 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 moving around. <laughs> Two, you know, your blood's flowing all over the place. Typically, when you're getting ready for intercourse, you're not hopping around a dance floor, jumping around, swinging around everything. Yeah, you got your ear pressed against the wall, listening for the garage door. Hey, there's your here's your freaking podcast homework for the week. Try to dance with an erection between now and next Tuesday. 
the one sex question is, how do you not get turned on on stage? But this stripper says every guy he's ever performed with has the same answer. We just don't think about it. Evidently, when you're up on stage and your adrenaline is going, sex is actually the last thing on your mind. Even though you're doing sexual movements or you're grinding on the girls, you're not in that mind frame. You don't think of it as sexual because it's like, I guess, just dancing on stage. You're too busy thinking about your choreography. Male strippers do admit that women in the audience sometimes get handsy with the performers. And some even ask to perform other services after the show, especially hey, at private events. I was called bullshit on that, though. I'm going to call bullshit on this, too. He's strictly, he's strictly a professional, and he tells them, nope, I'm just a performer. Uh, I mean, unless unless they're gay, that's, that's an easy out. Yeah. But. All right, here's two awkward... Hey, what do you think the differential is between percentage of men who go to a titty bar and try to fuck the dancers and women who go to the titty bars and try to fuck the dancers? Well, the one, the dudes try very, very hard. I think when you're a woman at a strip club, I, I just think you just have to let the dancer... I don't know. Uh, you just have to let them know that you're available. So I think there's two different approaches. Men try to be a big shot and a big deal when they go into a strip club. You know, hey, she told me her real name. She's probably going to fuck me later. And so you're spending money and you're gabbing and you're... you're but. I think when you're a woman at a strip club, I think you just let them know that you're available and you can be pretty low-key about it. I don't think you're... I'm available? Yeah, I don't think you're an obnoxious ass like a guy is at a strip club. All right, here's where the awkwardness comes in. I like this. Here's some advice. You got a big first date coming up. I don't care if you're newly divorced or you're 18 years old and you, you met somebody and you're like, hey, this is it. Let's go. Let's go on a date. Let's see. Uh, the experts are showing... First date hacks to help you re reduce the awkwardness because it is incredibly awkward. You can look back at every first date of your life and you will start sweating immediately because you'll never forget that awkward, terrible feeling. So here's what you do when you got a first date. You got to pre-date a little bit, right? You got to pick a location, have some uh, good options, a few options in mind. Don't do that annoying, well, what do you want to do? No, pick something. Be a man. This is like go hang out at a park. Go hit a bucket of balls or something. Right. Pre-date, appearance, shower, trim your facial hair, give yourself some sense of style, make an effort to put on a good first impression. All right, so this is all standard, like, get prep stuff. Preparation. Don't you, don't, you don't know where this evening is going to lead, so take time to clean up your car, clean up your bathroom, whatever else you think she might see. It's a very strong move, plus you should be doing that anyway, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, leave your house with the intention of leave your house looking how you would want it to look if a girl came over later. Yeah, you said that was like your move back in the day. I would always clean my house before I left on the off chance. Is there a chance that a woman could come home with me and see this place? There is. Okay, I better, I better straighten this shit out. I never did because I knew it wasn't going to happen. All right, you're in the middle of a date. What do you do? First thing you have to do is show up early. 15 minutes early is a good move. Arriving late shows you have no consideration for their time. Yeah, but isn't 15 minutes early? What if you're 15 minutes early and she's 15 minutes early? Then you both look eager, right? Yeah, but anything less than 15, like it's kind of hard to gauge. It's kind of hard to gauge, like five minutes early. Would you rather be viewed as inconsiderate or eager? That's a tough one. That's a real tough one. Inconsiderate, you might give off the vibe like, oh, maybe she's a little bit attracted to the fact that you're not desperate and you don't need this, right? But then again, she could also say, he doesn't, uh, he, he's not valuing my time. He's although, late. 
Although there are people whose pet peeve is being late. I've never heard of anyone whose pet peeve is being early. Uh-uh. Be yourself on the date. Mind your manners. Courteous, polite. Sell yourself. Don't be pushy. Ask questions that will lead them into talking about themselves and experiences that they're proud of. Just make sure you've got answers to the same questions because remember, all those questions you asked are probably going to get turned back on you. Fire error. In the middle of the date, keep your eyes open for safety. Keep your eyes open for uncomfortable situation like too many drunk people, aggressive crowds, unsafe atmosphere. <laughs> hey, where are you taking this woman where there's aggressive, unsafe people? I thought it'd be great if we came to the cage fights for our first date. <laughs> Would you like another beer? Another Bush Light? Hey, the county fair cage fights. Positivity. You don't like to hang out with negative people who drain the energy from the room, right? Then don't do it to somebody else. Don't forget to be charming and don't forget to flirt on your date. Compliments go a long way. Hey, just be in a good mood and that covers most of the bases. Hey, in the, also keep in mind when you're on your date, don't lead on to any stalking. <laughs> hey, it says just because you've dug through their social media pages to find out all about them, that doesn't mean you have to fucking let them know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's why one of those weird things where you might bring up something in conversation like, uh, so I see you used to own a purple Hyundai. What? Wow, your uncle looks really wealthy. Yeah, my uncle died eight years ago. Well, I know. I, I just went back through some old <laughs> pictures in the, in the Facebook. It's, it's always dangerous on your phone if you go back too far. Because you're like, what if I accidentally swipe and like or click and like one of these? Well, I haven't seen that picture in years. Oh, oh, he liked the picture from 2014. Post date, what do you do for the awkwardness? Uh, it says treating. This can be tricky. Offer to take care of the check. Obviously, don't pull. They oh, they say don't pull the I insist card. If they want to pay for half, let them pay for half. Don't argue. It's tacky. Also, at the end of the day, leave them on a high note. Hey, if they want to pay half, she's like, no, it'll make me feel better if I pay half. They'll just say, imagine how good you'll feel if you pay for the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on hers. Yeah. You know that feeling you get when you donate to a charity? That'll be just the same feeling. Yeah. She's like, no, no, no. I really want to pay. Like, for the whole thing, you shouldn't have. They say, leave them on a high note. Make them feel like they were with someone classy, even if you're not. Get the door, offer to walk them home, pay for the cab ride. Text them to see if they got home okay. And, and of course, obviously, have to say, yes, I made it home. Thanks, I had a lovely time. You fucking end it right there. Don't carry that thing on for the rest of the night. You so can, now what are you doing? Yeah, you can check in the next day, but for the love still, of God. You still up? Yeah. You wake? Can I come over too? Okay, how awkward is this? 24-year-old woman. Her name is Bailey. She had a son, Lorenzo. She had the boy through artificial insemination. She decided she wanted to be a single parent. That's why she went the artificial route. Okay. The interesting part of the story is that she got the sperm by purchasing a $30 do-it-yourself sperm donor kit online. And then she used a sperm donor website to find profiles of men who are willing to donate. Okay, I get it. Fine. However, this is where it gets weird. The $30 kit includes sterile cups, syringes, and ovulation tests, obviously, you know, so you can tell when you're at your prime. The donor then gives his sperm during a visit to her home. You have to go beat off in somebody's bathroom? You sure do. I'd at least ask for the bedroom. Like, can I I take my pants off and really get into it? This dude comes (laughs) over. I really like to enjoy the ride. 
This dude comes over and he's got his crank hanging out, so he can, <laughs> he can fire off a round that then she uses to, uh, she uses the kit to fertilize herself. I can't. Uh, hi, uh, you're not gonna like. Hey, hi, hi. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I am Steve, and uh, the do you have the kit ready? Is it is it ready to catch? You know, the drippings. The drippings. <laughs> I heard it makes a good gravy. <laughs> hey, on the flip side, I bet it's either nerve-wracking like that, or it's like the hottest thing ever. You're like, hey, what's up? I'm going to go over there and do this. Do you want to watch? Oh, I understand. You'd prefer not to. Yes, I understand. <laughs> hey, hey, or what if you're a little bit gun-shy and you go to her bathroom and her, she has one of those like bathrooms that doesn't have a fan? So you're like trying to do it quietly. <laughs> you hear you're that like, dead silence. <laughs> the only thing you can hear is the sound of your own ears ringing. <laughs> I'd just be flushing the toilet over and over again to cover the sound. Of me frantically going to town on myself. You got to hand her this cup, this sterile cup, and she goes at it with, uh, she goes at it with some syringes. And then she says, "All right, can you fucking get out of here so I can have some privacy?" <laughs> yeah. Then what do you do? Zip off your. <laughs> Do, do you do you want me to hang around till you're done, I mean, or do you offer the fella a cigarette or you, something like a glass me, of juice? Do you want me to just leave? Do you would we'll, we'll we'll swap spots here, but do you want me to be here when you come out of the bathroom? There's got to be some sort of more interaction oh if you know God. you're about to father this woman's child. All right, so typically we like to wrap up the podcast with the worst person on the planet, but I think we're going to start alternating because we're getting so many of these stories. I don't remember what last week's was, but this week... Wasn't, uh, wasn't it a cup? A what? A cup. Uh, that was up somebody's fanny? Yeah, it was like a drinking cup or a silver yeah, cup. Yeah, it was a metal cup. Yeah. Well, let's continue that trend. A 50-year-old unnamed man, because typically you don't like to attach your name to stories like this, went into the hospital complaining of severe pain and constipation. Oh, no, there might be a blockage. Uh, his wife drove him to the hospital. All right, so now she's involved. Uh, the the man already knew what was going on. Uh, we've seen this also before. You know, he's pretty hip to what's happening. She's fucking clueless. Hey, what's causing you pain? I don't know what it could be. This is this could be the damnedest thing. Do you, before. do you want me to come into the to There's the room no, with you? No explaining it. Uh, do you want me to come into the room with you? It's in case you know. Uh, I know sometimes you don't pay attention when the doctor's talking. Uh, maybe I'll come in there and be your eyes and ears. No, thank you. I'm going to handle this one on my own. Because the man knew that he had a water bottle shoved up his ass. Here's what's embarrassing. His x-rays obviously show that the man has got a bottle in his butt. Like a whole bottle? Whoa. How did they get it out? Last week with that cup, remember, they had to do surgery on the guy to get that metal cup out of him. I'm trying to think with a bottle. Is it? Does he go fat end first or narrow end? Uh, bottom end first. What he went the, fat end first. What are those things they used to catch stray dogs? Where like you put it on the stick and a like, little rope and you, you pull it like you're well, trying to get a gator? Yeah, you tighten it. And yeah, it, probably one of those. Uh, it doesn't say exactly what they went in to fish the bottle the, out. The nurse with the smallest hands. Yeah, here it is. Quote, unquote, carefully and slowly dragged from his rectum to the opening of his anus and successfully extracted without rupturing or bleeding. The man it's like, initi- playing, it's like the, the precision you need to play a crane game at the store. Or operation when you were a kid, oh, yeah. right? The guy didn't initially report his water bottle exploits to doctors or his wife out of fear of him, you know, 
embarrassment or maybe the fact that his wife would be mad and there would be marital repercussions because of it. Why would she be mad? It wasn't her butthole. No. So the good news is... Probably her copay, though. So the good news is obviously, boom, there you go. He's home and he's healthy. And man, he's got that hanging over his head for the rest of his marriage. Be a hundred years old. We lived a good life, didn't we? Yeah, except for that time you shoved a bottle in your ass and had to take you to the ER. Yeah, but the rest of it was good, wasn't it? Do you think his wife intentionally buys that brand of water? I would. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he loves the Dasani. Loves it. Well, thanks for checking out the podcast this week. You know, and uh, also remember, we always have a brand new one for you every Tuesday. So stay up to date, all things JLNK, by heading over to jlnkshow.com. And again, we'll see you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media.